This is a podcast of one's own, and today I'm here with Victoria Hello. and Aurora. Hello. Esther, unfortunately, can't be here today because um, she has class. Education is important. <sighs> right, kids. <laughs> Stay in school. Mm -hmm. Even though the lectures are on strike at the moment, uh, most of them, but yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about virginity as a social construct, mm -hmm. or rather how virginity is a social construct. Yes. In our opinion. Yes. Or I don't know how, how to say it. I feel like it's quite a controversial one, at least when I, uh, when I first looked into it, when I googled it. Because um, I remember the first time that I actually, actually thought about it was probably when... I mean, I did, I did read something about it before, but when Mighty Cyrus's um, mother's daughter came out, mm -hmm. she had a lot of like feminist slogans and she put some of her Instagram and one said, virginity is a social construct. And at first I was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. how, how is it a social construct? And I remember that she received like quite a huge backlash on social media um, for it. Because when you think back to her, you know, um, Hannah Montana days, she had a purity ring for a really long time. I didn't even know that. Yeah, mm. a, a lot of, like, Disney stars actually did. Yeah, um, I remember the, the, image. Jonas the Jonas Brothers. exactly. And, I mean, she took it off at some point. But, um, yeah, I just remember people going off in the comments saying, like, oh, my God, that's, that's just not true. It's in the Bible, so it's real. I, I love how oh, that's well. the first thing. Yeah. It's like, how... With the utmost respect for mm. the Bible, if I was actually religious, right? Even if something is in the Bible, that literally is the definition of a social construct, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, a cultural construct. The Bible is not an anatomy mm. book. So, I just don't see how that connection is even, like, made of... No, it's not a social construct because it's in the Bible. Yes, it's in the Bible, and if you wish to follow it... You know, you have every right to do so, but mm. that does not mean it's not a social construct because most of the mm. things that are in the Bible are social dogmas mm -hmm. or mm. things that the church has decided to agree upon. Mm. So yeah. that is, also, in fact, a social it's construct. It's also everything in the Bible is passed down. Like It's not like God himself wrote mm. the Bible or Jesus. Well, so you've got like all <laughs> the social stuff in there enough, going on in everyone's yeah. retelling. I feel like with a lot of things in the Bible, it like at the time where it was made up it there was a purpose for it or it, yeah. it made mm -hmm. sense in a way that obviously um to prevent people from killing each other yeah you sort of made up this whole <laughs> yeah. idea of you know if you're if you're a bad person and you treat others poorly then you'll be punished in your like afterlife or you go to hell or whatever mm -hmm. which essentially prevented people from killing each, each other, other. Yes. um <laughs> good way to ideally. do that <laughs> so it, it did make sense at the time mm -hmm. but i feel like when it comes to virginity there's not just a social construct there's also which it, it's probably um, emerged from but there's a lot of false information about biology as yeah. well yeah i think you um, said something i'm pretty sure either you showed us a video or you, you said katharina mm -hmm. said that about how the hymen is explained like evolutionary mm -hmm as like a membrane that has is made to protect mm -hmm. infants or newborn babies yeah. i think you said infant vaginas yeah. yeah which makes so much more mm. sense than anything else that i've heard and i actually mm. thought it was very interesting like the idea of like it gets flexible as you grow older mm -hmm. and in fact i was talking to my therapist about this topic mm -hmm. because it's relevant to my life and whatever yeah. 
And she she's very she's religious, but she's also very open about how virginity is a social construct mm. in her opinion as a therapist mm-hmm. too. And she asked me like, do you even know? Because I she didn't know, but she asked me, do you even know why? Hyman is there and I explained to her like oh luckily somebody explained it Mm. to me yesterday and I told her she's like yeah that makes so much sense like because it's not what what it's made out to be like virginity Mm. having sex it's just not what it's made out to be this Mm. whole experience of Mm. I don't know moral Mm -hmm. yeah Um, judgment or just to give like a brief for everyone who wasn't at the session and who's listening and maybe wants to know a bit more about Um, what the hymen actually is. Um, We watched a video by um, a gynecologist called Jennifer Gunter, and she's also the author of The Vagina Bible, which I can highly recommend. And she um, had a video, she has a video on YouTube, it's called A History of Hymens, if you want to look it up. It's very short, like seven minutes or something. And she also wrote a really useful Twitter thread, where she basically explained that a lot of mammals actually have a hymen. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's not the whole idea that it's there for like the purpose of of marriage that wouldn't be the case like that can't be the case mm-hmm. and like victoria just said it's there for hygienic reasons so to keep bacteria out of the infant's vagina and it changes in flexibility and shape after the third year approximately um so yeah and it's definitely not an indicator of virginity because 50 percent of sexually active teenagers or like teenage girls have a hymen since it's very flexible so it can like tear during um, sex, but also if you do sports or I don't know, ride a horse, ride a bike, um, basically anything. And the changes to the hymen rarely ever result in bleeding. So this whole idea of you know women bleed during their first time penetration, that is, um, that's that most of the time that results from like a lack of uh, lack of lubrication and not because there's the the membrane tears yeah. or anything mm-hmm. so yeah the hymen is not an indicator whether a woman has had pen- penetrative sex yet so um, hymen exams are still done but they're completely unnecessary and yeah just perpetuate perpetuate this idea um, which is very dangerous and we talked a bit about um, T.I. the rapper yes mm-hmm. because he basically publicly <laughs> admitted on a podcast that he takes his daughter Deja um, to yearly checkups with the gynecologist, which at first I was kind of like, oh, that's nice that he's, you know, concerned about her health. And obviously checkups are important and should be done maybe twice a year. Um, yeah, definitely twice a year. Um, but yeah, um, then he revealed that he only takes her there to check whether her hymen is still intact. So um that was obviously uh, yeah. <laughs> that was obviously a no go, mm-hmm. and he received uh, fair enough a major backlash on social media, and he later tried to explain it and to like sort of justify it by saying that he just wants to protect her, like he just, she's he's a protective father, and um, he knows what guys are like basically, um, and yeah he just wants her to to prevent her from getting pregnant basically, but. Yeah, I can't even, like, I was so upset when I read it because it's just such a major invasion of her body autonomy and mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's not your place. Like, yeah. what I are you doing? I also think it's extremely telling of mm. him mm. as a man in relationship with women, the fact that he doesn't trust men to the point of mm. taking control over 
his daughter's body because mm. he wants to protect her. I don't know. I feel like that's that's a very twisted way of non logic. Yeah, very yeah. twisted, twisted, manipulative way of saying that you're an overprotective. Mm. Like you're not an overprotective father. I think it's telling of his ways. If he's so scared about what men could do to his daughter, why? Because he does the same. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I think mm. it's like. You know, yeah, no, he literally yeah. said, I know what guys are like that age because I mean, I'm a guy and I've been there, but it's just the double standards blew my mind because he has like six or seven kids. And he also talked about his son and how he lost his virginity at like 15 or something and how he celebrated with him and how it was yeah. like such a good thing because now he's a man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and you literally, like, this is not your body. Um, you have no right to to know what's going on with her. Also, the way he he sort of pressured her into signing the agreement with the doctor, yeah. because obviously the doctors were like, your daughter has to sign an agreement to share information with you because it's private. And then he basically said, um, look, they want you to sign this agreement, but I mean, if you've nothing to hide, then obviously it's okay for me to know. Yeah, which is so like it's yeah. manipulative, uh-huh. so manipulative AF, like. and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just. And it creates also a harmful relationship with sex from, like, the daughter's perspective Mm. as well. Just knowing that somebody may control you over or Mm. somebody may... That you may face those consequences if you do engage in sexual activities and that creates such an unhealthy relationship with sexual intercourses. Obviously, like, conceptual sexual Mm. intercourses. That knowledge that your father is gonna what, check on you or mm-hmm. force you to go to a doctor mm-hmm. sign that creepy it, it's just fucking it is sorry <laughs> it's really creepy as hell uh-huh. isn't it mm. and i think it's so weird that he would be comfortable with putting it out there mm. because i personally like i just don't see how he would not foresee the backlash. The backlash. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's so clear to me that if my father had said something like this mm. or tried to do something, my mom would have lost oh, her mind. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't think my dad would ever go, like yeah. do that. But like... I know. And even when... Like, even after the backlash, when he went on the Red Table Talk and he tried to explain it and to justify it, he, he apologized for sharing her pu- private information with the public. Like, he yeah. got that idea. He was like, she was really mad that now it's out in the open. And, like, she was harassed on social media and everything by just men messaging her and being like, oh, you know. Disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offering <laughs> generously to deflower her in, like, quote, mm. um, air quotes. But, um, yeah, so he got that part. But then he was like, he didn't see anything wrong with what he was doing. Because he was like, I'm just a protective father, you know. And then he's also said that he knew, like if his daughter got pregnant then that would have a major impact on his life and like his household right um but if his son got anyone pregnant he was like well that wouldn't really concern me that wouldn't directly affect my life so you can see how yeah he views his daughter as like Uh his property basically um I Which is just so disturbing. I can't even know. Yeah. This reminds me of the other thing that we discussed about in the session, which was the purity balls. 
Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. I could not believe oh god, it. I think I've told her. I think I've already told her. Oh, it was so awful. <gasps> oh it was awful. I hated it. How was that it... even a thing? Oh, it was just disgusting. <laughs> so for those who weren't at the oh. session, purity balls are something that have been has been happening in America for the past I wanna say fifteen Years, mid-90s, anyways. And it's quite were, a recent thing. Yeah, now. very yeah. recent, which is the most surprising thing. You'd think it's because 15 people years, like, yeah. that would be 2005. Well, then, <laughs> more than 15 years. <laughs> check on me today. <laughs> it's a good vibe check on how time passes. Thank you, Aurora. <laughs> so, yeah, mid-90s, so that's not 15 years. That's more than that. I don't know yes. how many years. 25 years? Something like that. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, yeah. so no, that is I, more I, recent. I was born in the mid-90s. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's definitely... Yeah, guys. It's definitely more recent than the mid-90s, though, because I remember it being, like, maybe 13, 14 years. Yeah. I think it's at, like, 14th. And yeah. So, we watched... It's created by... It was created by a father, who's also, I'm pretty sure, a pastor. And it's a situation where a bunch of Catholic... Not Catholic, sorry. Christian dads fly off to different locations in America, and their daughters promise them their virginity... Yeah, Which, the dad is like a placehold boyfriend until yeah. the girls get married. Oh, it's so oh. it was so weird. I just I'm not gonna speak about it like in detail, but there was one scene where the dad he talked to his like I don't know twelve year old daughter. Yeah, maybe? they were really young, mm-hmm. really really young. Yes. and he gave her a ring, which I just find bizarre, but okay. He gave her a ring, and then he said, "Oh, so from now on." Um, you're married to to Jesus, yeah. and your daddy is your boyfriend. Yeah, and Ugh. I was like, Ugh. how no, do you just... not? How do you not realize how <laughs> up that sounds? Like, I'm sorry, but I know, it, it was also the fact that just by doing all of that, they made it into a way bigger deal. Mm, and it's like yeah. just by doing all this, oh yeah, no, that's going to be the placeholder boyfriend and blah blah, and all the ceremony. I'm like, like obviously it differs from 12 years or 12 year olds, but like the girl was so convinced mm. at 12, she was so convinced that she's like doing something good because she's not mm. having a boyfriend, whereas all her friends are like, I don't know, sinners mm. and they have a boyfriend. At 12, I didn't even think about that and it wouldn't mm. have been an issue for me yeah, at all. Like, did because, I have a boyfriend yeah. or did I not have a boyfriend? And it's also it just wasn't made into an issue. Just like the but, attitude ugh. towards it, it's like those girls are thought of as like superior to other girls yeah. who are dating yeah because you know that's that's what we talked about in the beginning when i said that in a lot of cultures women who have had premarital sex are considered damaged goods mm-hmm. yeah basically um so yeah it ties into that whole other um whole other level but yeah those those balls um i can definitely recommend the video because it was just so bizarre and <laughs> It shocked me because I feel like a lot of... I hear people saying like, oh, but things are getting better. You know, like we're progressing in society and people are more open-minded and it's okay for women to have like sex, obviously before marriage and stuff. But that's... I feel like there's always some sort of... Some sort of backlash and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... I don't want to say not just things have been getting worse because that is mm, not true. Yeah. But I can't really... I can't really pinpoint like um, especially especially big progression mm. in the sense that I think so part of what we talked about was also like how 
So we watched another video, we watched a lot of videos. We watched another <laughs> video of this girl who was saying how every time she had sex, she lost a part of her soul mm-hmm. and how she regrets that and all of that. And I think if you think about the media, if you think about what we're taught, um, I come from a Catholic background, which I've said multiple times, but I do. <laughs> um, we're still sort of made to think that losing your virginity is this huge, huge deal. deal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about TV shows, like, for teenagers, the pivotal moment in every TV show is, like, when the protagonist loses her virginity and there's mm. a whole episode about it. Mm. I mean, I know we've talked about why Glee is problematic, yes, during the session, but there's an entire episode in Glee where it's, like, three couples at the same time all lose, like, their virginity. Yeah, I remember that. A bit ritualistic yeah. in my... <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but... Uh, in my opinion. But, you know, we're still made to think that it's such a big thing and you have to wait for the right person because only the mm. right person which I mean if you want to do that that's fantastic like whatever mm-hmm. floats your boat I'm not gonna <laughs> be here and be like no you have to screw mm. the first man that comes up your way yeah. because that's absolutely not true you need to be comfortable and that's part of the idea of you need to wait for the right person mm. in my experience that means wait for the person where you're most comfortable with Mm-hmm. to go and, and try to be intimate but I think it's still such a big huge deal and even me I mean I would say I'm pretty open minded yeah. um, and especially like through Jansok I've definitely developed more on my perspective and stuff like that and I also although I come from a Catholic background my mom has always been very open about the fact that there's no shame around sex mm-hmm. despite that I've had huge issues with like rela- relating to sexual intercourses yeah. because there's something instilled in my brain that does not come from my family mm. that it's somehow shameful and that I shouldn't feel these urges and but I think that comes from like why is society so back in Italy sorry I'm just going off a tangent here mm. but if you think about like virginity and generally generally how women relate to their sexuality in Italy when I was growing up like in high school if I mentioned to my girlfriends that you know, girls could masturbate too. That would be a huge thing. No, no one talked about it. Surely not. It was just. Yeah, I that's remember. Disgusting. Don't talk about. I it. remember yeah, the like, guys in our class like constantly talking oh, about jerking off. Like of when. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And for girls, Especially like at fifteen, sixteen. I remember like once. To be fair, like we were we were quite young, and like one of my friends was like, "Do you ever do that?" And I was like, "No," <laughs> which at the time was true, but like just the idea was like kind of Ew, weird to me. I was like uh-huh. how dare I don't say that about I don't need to do that you know yeah. maybe yeah. it was before like I mean, sexual awakening but <laughs> I remember <laughs> that because it was maybe 16 or 17 at the time I was talking to a very close friend it was two of us plus her and she was saying you know I want a boyfriend because I have like this sexual urges blah blah and I just said just masturbate like if you and she was like no absolutely mm. not and that's how, despite the fact that I've always been like comfortable with the fact that I did, for some reason that created so much shame, so much shame around that. Mm-hmm. Where now I have to unlearn a lot of unhealthy thinking yeah. in my brain around you have to being actively intimate you know, with my partner because I'm like, oh no, I get shy about mm-hmm. asking for like stuff like that. Like, that I can't you say like, the word yeah. because I'm like, oh my god, no! Like, am mm-hmm. I supposed to say? Is that mm-hmm. is that okay? Like, it's just mm-hmm. so weird. I think. Yeah, and it's also, when I think back to the, like, movies and TV shows that I grew up with, it was just not talked about it either, and now you have, like, shows like Sex Education, for example, where it's literally, 
It's <laughs> a show about sex and masturbation and how different couples um, and not just straight couples, which is like a really important thing that I want to want to stress as well. Why the whole virginity construct is so, so harmful. Um, it's because people consider sex to happen between a man with a penis and a wo- woman with a vagina, yeah. which is com- it completely like excludes or ignores um gay couples and you're just kind of like well are lesbian women virgins for life or Mm -hmm. like what 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 is that you know so it's very heteronormative and it completely overlooks and demeans an entire you know community and people so um that's that's also really i find it i find it really annoying and yeah i don't know like sometimes when when you talk about sex between women and then some guys are just kind of like, oh, well, you know, maybe they just haven't found the right guy yet and that kind Don't of stuff. Even. And I feel like it all, it's all, it all sort of ties in. And yeah, that just that idea that virginity is something that is sort of sacred or um, some, someone is like, mo- a woman is like worth more when she's still a virgin. That just has to go. Like, we just yeah. have to abandon that whole idea. And I understand how difficult it can be, especially... I mean, I don't want to bash religion or anything, but especially when you grow up in like Catholic communities or I think it's, it's not it's not just to, in Christianity. I think yeah, yeah, I think it's fair to say that mm-hmm. one can respect religion mm-hmm. and be religious or whatever, but at the same time recognizing that a lot of harm has been done on women. Mm-hmm. If it's on the scriptures, if it's not on the scripture, but it's been interpreted as if it, as if it was on the scriptures, there has been not just Catholicism and Christianism, mm. most of the monotheistic and not monotheistic mm. religions have done harm on women. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's back to what you were saying. A lot of this is still, like, viewing women, women as property mm-hmm. and damaged goods. Yeah. And, oh, no, I need to send off my daughter, but she needs to be intact. Mm. She needs, she can't be, like... I just... Especially yeah. in, like, certain certain cultures where the family of the of the guy would still like pay uh, yeah. uh how do you how do you call dowry dowry yeah yeah so that also explains why the sort of the hymenoplasty thing is a thing like it's Company the that. surgeries to like reconstruct the hymen and yeah it's just it's the weirdest thing um really really dangerous as well like uh-huh. it, because it's it's a surgery which is completely unnecessary and it's not there's no guarantee for success because you're trying to sew together a membrane like that might yeah. not even have been there in the first place I or... just think it's so weird mm. that doctors not only have come up with it but they still actually perform it mm. there should be a limit as to what your your the, the type of plastic it's not plastic surgery but it's considered plastic surgery mm-hmm. right okay. that's why so, it's like hella expensive so cosmetic so, surgery that yeah. Yeah. like there needs to be a limit as to what type of cosmetic surgery you allow because mm-hmm. this is so pointless yeah mm-hmm. it is but then again like because obviously it's considered um um plastic surgery instead of just i mean it's not covered by health insurance or anything that means you have to pay for it yourself and I I googled it when I did research for the session and it's really pricey and it's also risky yeah (laughs) I mean it is a surgery it's not it's not people don't do it for fun and I understand why why women go through with it 
in yeah. certain cultures if they have pressure from their family or mm-hmm. of course they're literally i don't know what happens to them if they don't bleed in their wedding night yeah um it's probably yeah i understand why they go through with it but then again going back to our session about like capitalism and the patriarchy mm-hmm. how like these sort of that misery is exploited um and yeah the the industry like the plastic surgery industry makes like so much money out of these out of these women and of out of this construct which is just really really upsetting and just yet another proof how well capitalism and the patriarchy work together yes yeah um to commodify women and yeah maybe let's let's talk a bit about um because we obviously we talked about a lot about why the construct is harmful to women I do also think it's harmful to men, not yes. in the same way, but definitely I remember when I was in school, there was a lot of pressure on girls, but mostly on, on the yeah. guys to yeah. like lose your virginity as quickly as possible. I think. Um, obviously, gay sex wasn't considered no. losing <laughs> your virginity. It was like you have to sleep with a, with a girl. Um, otherwise, you were shamed. And I remember people making up stories because they, they were... Yeah, they didn't feel, like, masculine. I want to say that there was a guy in my school who ended up going to Amsterdam for a holiday. And obviously Amsterdam has, I want to say, legal prostitution? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's decriminalized or legal. I'm not sure how... Mm, Not quite sure. The terms. But anyways, there's Mm. prostitution. It's fine. And he was so eager to lose his virginity Mm. that he just ended up just going there. Which is fine, I mean whatever yeah but, but also not because it wasn't like, like because why? He, he wanted to because he was shamed and because it was yeah. so pressuring to like i think back to what i was saying before like creating harmful expectation yeah not only on girls but on men too because of boys actually because we're talking about people who are still young and impressionable yeah. like i think boys are expected to lose their virginity when they're like what 15 14 i don't know even these days how pretty early it is. Yeah, yeah how how young it is but it's like these are still children who learn harmful behaviors i don't think from their families mostly because i think some families are still like very hush hush about mm. sex but from media mm-hmm. from porn which is so such a harmful oh my god yeah of, we didn't even talk about porn, but yeah. intercourses and mm. it's just so disgusting the things that you find on sites like like pornhub or like mm. all of that it messes up with your brain for sure and the fact that they see that and they're like oh she now i have to do that mm-hmm. and it creates a whole a power need too mm. because you get taught as a boy that you need to do that and you need to do that in a very specific way and the girl is like is there but you're the one who needs to be like sort of in control, in control. Yeah. and it creates weird expectations on you as a boy too I would assume mm. as to what if I don't want to do that what if I yeah. want to be like tender and sweet <laughs> it's yeah. like can I even mm-hmm. do that and men can have like issues too you know like erection problems or stuff like that, and that is not talked about At in a all. way that is not yeah. jokingly or mockingly. Mm-hmm, and yeah. like you're fifteen, sixteen, and it doesn't maybe it doesn't fucking work. And you're like, oh shit, you're what, nervous. And what stuff, do I do? Now? You're nervous because I, you're also expecting. To, like I'm also shocked so how how little guys know about these things as well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they would have, like if they can't get an erection like straight away after five seconds. A complete meltdown. Yeah. And you, as, like, their partner or something, you'd have to be like, look, this is, like, totally <laughs> yeah. normal. Yeah. Because also the, the expectation of guys just constantly 
wanting to have sex is absolutely ridiculous yeah, like everything in our lives it comes and goes in waves like whether you're hungry whether you're tired you know mm. why would you be horny all the time that makes no sense I but yet i think what you were saying about porn it creates this image of men constantly you know being like, animals yeah, that have yeah. Like just always ready to have sex. Yeah. yeah i this is maybe controversial what i'm about to say i'm not sure if it's controversial but i just thought of it I also think it creates like a double standard of like there's a lot of if you think about like Twitter and other social media which most of the times are wrong that it's like oh my god like a lot of girls who take it personally if the guy doesn't want to in relate when mm. the girl in a relationship I've seen tweets like that are going around like girls taking it personally when the guy doesn't want, when their boyfriend doesn't want to engage in sex with them and mm-hmm. it's like well, why don't you, you, you're supposed to always want to, want like, me, is it yeah. me, is it my fault, like, mm-hmm. why aren't we doing this, and I've seen this, I've seen this showing up on my feet, like, this sort of mentality show up, like, a couple mm. of times, and I always thought, no, <laughs> because a guy mm. just doesn't want to always, like, some yeah. days you feel like shit, and you're like, you know what, this is not the thing for me mm. today, you know, I think it creates also a lot of, again, expectations, my favorite words, apparently, today, a lot of weird expectation how much sexually active a couple should be as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. There's so much misinformation, yeah. so much bias, mm. so much wrong beliefs that is just so harmful for young people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because we're expected to be... Like, if you think about how young we're expected to be when we have sex the first time, I think it's bonkers. Like, the fact that mm. you're expected to be, what, 14, 15... I think that's about like that's about the average. Yeah, in but Germany, I think, like you're a child. That's so young. Mm. You are you. I mean, thinking of it now at fourteen, fifteen, I was like, oh yeah, I want at sixteen, whatever. <laughs> and now thinking back, I'm like, to me personally, that's so young in my head. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. fourteen. Like, yeah, oof, but then also we we have to acknowledge that people develop different, like, different yeah, in different different ways. And just yeah, yeah, because I saying, was like yeah. complete like nerd at 14 and only concerned uh-huh. with my <laughs> game boy <laughs> no but Same. i mean for example i was <laughs> I, I i developed quite early like i would have had no problem with like being 13 14 mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. whatever because i developed like, i've always been like that and that's fine but i also think because you're so young and you don't get i mean usually you don't get sex education Oh all. yeah yeah you at don't know all, what whatsoever. the hell you're doing mm-hmm. and i was so ashamed i went to the guy you know last week and I was so ashamed because there are things about my body that I don't know I don't have a clue about how it works and I felt like so bad I was like I don't even know how this works I don't even know because it's not talked about in school but that's literally the only thing they talk about they talked about it was only covered in biology yeah Yeah. and it was basically so this is what happens when a man and a woman have sex and this is how a woman gets pregnant and this is what you can do to prevent it this is how the period works and it's not like a very this happens yeah. the egg there and blah blah blah. I don't remember. It's also it, like honest, the guy but... has an orgasm and then the woman can get pregnant and <laughs> you're also like, well, what what about me? Like, what about a yeah. female orgasm? Like, how does that work? And it, and yeah, it's just a miseducation. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're so young, you're expected mm-hmm. to do things that you don't know about in a healthy way because you only yeah. it's so taboo. It's so unspoken about. It's so mm-hmm. like some parents are like, you can never do that. You know, like. I had some I, when I was younger. I used to always be weird because my parents have always been very really chill about it. I've I've been in a relationship, like a serious relationship since I was fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. And my parents knew 
that if they left me home alone, my boyfriend would probably come around. Like, it's mm-hmm. obvious to know that. Yeah. And they were actually felt safer because they were like, at least you're not home at 15 completely by yourself. Mm. That somebody else that we trust with you in case something happens to you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And also, there are people who have done this before me. And so mm. they knew that the possibility was there. Yeah. But I felt always so weird because some of my friends were like, no, he has to hide. And my mom doesn't want him to come around. And so, like, there's this and that. Mm. And he can never spend, the, the, like, this night over. Sometimes my parents would be home and my boyfriend would spend the night because it just made more sense. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you can, how is that possible? How do your parents allow you to sleep in the same bed? So, well, because we're in a relationship and they know that we're 15 and probably, I'm just kind of probably thinking, we're going to like yeah. do something. I'm just kind of thinking, how about, because when has that ever worked? Like, for asking, <laughs> yeah. sort of like telling someone not to see your boy or girlfriend, um, that has never worked never, before. Ever. Kids are smart and they will find a way, especially when they're horny teenagers. Like, they will do it anyway. So how about you just have an open conversation with your kids about sex and about pleasure and all of that uh-huh. stuff. And you make sure they, they are safe. And, you know, I feel <clears> like exactly, that would yeah. be the constructive way to go about it instead uh-huh. of just... Um, having your daughter's hymen checked every, every couple like, months. Because you, can't, you know you can't talk to your parents. Mm. If something goes wrong or sideways or if you're just unsure about something, mm. like how do I go about this? If you can't talk to your parents, all that you know, this is something my mom would always tell me. She was like, I don't care how bad the thing you did was or how bad you think the thing you did was. You can first talk to me because I'm an adult that probably has gone through the same shit and I can give you actual advice. I just mm-hmm. want you to go off to your friends because they're also scared 14 year olds who will mm-hmm. give you shitty advice yeah. <laughs> from things that they've heard online. But so I do, let's not do that. But I do think it has to come from the parents. Mm-hmm. Like that's, of course, that's for one sure. thing that I remember because when I was younger, I would have not wanted to talk to my parents about I'm sex. Still embarrassed like about it was it. literally what would have been the last thing for me that I would have done. So I feel like even though my parents sort of explained to us how um how it works with like pregnancy and stuff, we never really talked about sex. So I just kind of had to sort of figure it out yeah. by myself and by talking to my friends, which was useful because my friends started some of them started having sex at 14 um and me then at 18 I got a lot of useful information <laughs> from them. Um, so, yeah, that was... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe just... Yeah, um, I don't know if any parents listen to this podcast. My mom, for sure. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, maybe parents just do... Even though your kids will find it embarrassing, but I feel like super, it's super so, so important. Like, yes. But also, obviously, talk to your friends about it. Don't be ashamed to speak about mm-hmm. your, you know, desires, your your pleasure masturbation all of that stuff it's completely yes. normal and healthy and um yeah yes. i think that's our takeaway from the session so and purity culture um and the sort of religious and social mystification yeah and um sex is not penetration another yes. thing mm-hmm. sex isn't penetration so stop um pretending like it is Yes. So I think that's everything from us for today. And thanks for listening. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about gender and poverty. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.